reproduction of this content is not allowed without the express written consent of EBH Fitness LLC. This is Taking It to the House, and I'm Dr. Timothy Hoover. I got a couple of things I want to talk about. It's one, it's good to see everybody again. We hadn't seen you in a month of Sundays, and it's just good to be back on. Today is somewhat of a distraction. For those of you who don't know, we're heavy-hearted because we lost members of our family. So we want to dedicate this show to those we've lost recently. You may know somebody that has cancer. You may not have been screened for cancer, so let this be a PSA um, announcement. Please go get checked, especially you men, prostrate, colorectal. Cancer is running rampant, so please go get your screenings. You can prevent a premature death So for yourself, and your family deserves that. So go get checked, men. Do your thing. I also want to say thank you to all the healthcare workers who helped my sister throughout her ordeal, her, her trial, her journey. And it's hideous to those who are helping with Tasha Hoover. Cancer is hideous. Sometimes it's lonely. It's hard. But those two bonded one to one another. And I'm knowing that they're bonding together in glory right now today. So uh, we love you. And this, is, this show is dedicated to you. The NFL. We're gonna start right there. We're down to the final four. In the AFC, we got the Chiefs and the Bengals. In the NFC, we got the 49ers against the Philadelphia Eagles. So early on in the year, Philadelphia Eagles, man, they just look like juggernauts. Couldn't be beat. Well, they ran into a couple of speed bumps, roadblocks, and they took a couple of hits during the season and they became vulnerable. Well, to say the least, their opposition this week, the 49ers, they started out the season with Trey Lance. He gets hurt. Jim, Jimmy Garoppolo, he was serviceable. He gets hurt. They're down to their third string quarterback. Oh, by the way, he's a rookie and he's undefeated. I'm representing the 49ers because I'm an old time 49er fan back in the day. But I will tell you, this game, this week, 49ers and Eagles is going to be one to sit down and watch. We got bruisers in Philadelphia. We got also playmakers on every level. We got defense, special teams. So the 49er defense will be challenged, which is their forte. But uh, again, the Eagles will as, as well. All pros on all levels on the offense and defense for the 49ers. So that is going to be a matchup for all to see. So I'm excited about that as the NFL ramps up for the home stretch. Bengals and Chiefs. The Bengals ain't scared of nobody. I don't care who you are, where they have to go. Yesterday's game, they go to 
Uh, uh, they go to, to Buffalo, road game, snowing, took the crowd right out of it, punked the Buffalo Bills in their home stadium, beat them up in the trenches, the better offensive line and the better defensive line. And I'm thinking, wow, because when the season started, the Bengals had no line to, to speak of. Burrow was getting sacked. He can drop back three, four, seven steps and was getting hit just about every time. But they shored up. And then in this game, in the in this uh, Bills and Bengals game, they had a couple offensive linemen that were still hurt, but yet you didn't know it. You did. They weren't exposed. Well, why? Well, the Bengals, Von Miller, big, huge free agent signing is hurt. And the other guys just didn't step up. And the offensive line for the Bengals was pushing the D line of the Bills around all game. But Mixon goes for 100 some yards. Uh, Burrow, pretty much untouched, you know, and was just picking them apart. Short, crisp passes, just hitting them dink, 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 and they can run, and they can run, they can run. So, Buffalo, you have been exposed. You need to be able to run the ball. You got to be able to control the ball. And I was listening to a couple of uh, uh, talking heads earlier today. Your, um, your boy, Josh Allen, he seemed to just drop back and didn't know where he was going with the ball. And when I, when, when I heard an, uh, somebody said that, a critic say that, I was thinking about in the game, he would drop back. He wasn't reading coverages. He was just kind of looking for the open guy. And at that level, at this level in the NFL, when you're talking about progressing in the playoffs, no, you need to be able to read defenses, move defensive, call audibles, and make your team be successful. So maybe, Josh Allen, you're just not that guy. I don't know. One game doesn't make you, but it certainly can hurt you. And you did not overcome some of the weaknesses in your team, O-line, lack of running, not hitting your star uh, wide receiver, going to the number two receiver too much, and then just trying to scramble, do it all on your own. Josh Allen, it's going to take uh, – you weren't able to elevate with your prowess, with your athletic prowess, and you did not, you not use your head enough, and so it all showed. The Bills, you had a good season. I predicted that you were going to the Super Bowl. I stuck with you, but you were exposed. Joe Burrow for the Cincinnati Bengals. Joe, cool. Does he get rattled? Doesn't appear to. When I'm talking about earlier on in the year, when he was getting hit left and right and getting sacked, uh, he never threw his lineman under the bus, his OC under the bus. He didn't do any of that, and he just maintained and he stayed the course. And look at that. They're one game away from the Super Bowl. Oh, returning to the Super Bowl. And so I, I, I like the chances. I like the chances against KC because this will be what they, I believe they beat KC three in a row. So my math could be off, but I know they got a, a couple of wins together against Kansas City. So we'll we'll see how that turns out. They're not intimidated, not afraid of the big stage. And on top of that, Patrick Mahomes got, got, has a high ankle sprain. He will be less mobile than healthy. That's a no-brainer, right? So we're going to just see how it's going to affect his being able to throw, throw with force, 
And then you know how he likes to throw off platform, you know, scramble and be creative. And so we're going to see how that plays out. Patrick Mahomes, even at 80%, is still a hell of a quarterback. But uh, he, he has Kelsey, man. I, I, <laughs> does anybody want to guard Kelsey? Does anybody want to guard Kelsey? Because the boy, just he just seems to be running with reckless abandon wherever he wants to go, when he wants to go. Know that he's one of the best tight ends in the game today. So you may need to mark him, okay, match up with him. They also got an outstanding, uh, a pretty decent running game. Then you got Andy Reid as the coach for Kansas City, who can just seems like he draws everything up to success. And he's one of the best at clock management. So nice matchup, Bengals, Chiefs. It's almost a toss up. But if I have to pick gun to my head, I'm going Bengals. I'm going Bengals all day on, on that one. So uh, who am I picking? Mark the tape. I'm going Bengals and I'm going 49ers. However, it can go just it can go the other way just as easy. Let's talk about the state of the NFL just a little bit. I'm a little frustrated and I got a little burn going on right now. Byron Leftwich, for those who don't know, offensive coordinator for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, recently fired. And I'm, I'm bothered by that. Usually they fire the person because of ineptitude or uh, mismanagement, just not good at your craft, not good. No, he's very good. Matter of fact, he's two years removed from a Super Bowl. So do you not be successful anymore? Do you forget how to be an offensive coordinator? Do you forget how to be good? No. Why is he the scapegoat for Tampa Bay again? I think it's Tom Brady. I think it's management for Tampa Bay trying to appease Tom Brady. We will let, we want you back. We got rid of the OC, Byron Leftwich. We want you to come back and, and help us pick and choose. Wait a minute, slow down, pump the brakes. One, Byron Leftwich is very good at what he does. Again, I said he's two years removed from a, from a Super Bowl. So he's not the problem. The problem is Tom Brady. Yeah, he's a great quarterback. He's just not a good GM, okay? And the moment you empower, oh, we're talking about player empowerment again. The moment you empower him to do something like this, you've got a problem. And I'm going to tell you what your problem is. One, you don't know if he's coming back. Let's go back before the season even started. Dude retired. When somebody says they retired, you got to believe them. What am I talking about? I'm talking about his heart. He's retired. He's checking out. He's no longer wanting to play. Commit himself to somebody else or something else. Most of them say, I want more time with my family. Well, he comes back from retirement. What was it, about 10 days, two weeks? I don't know if it was even that long. After announcing retirement, he tells everybody, I'm coming back. Bro, you can say anything you want to, Tom Brady. Joe on the street, you can say anything you want to, but where's your heart at? And if you look at the, the, the Bucks season and how they did not mesh very well or do very well, they weren't very productive and they, were, they weren't winning. It's because he was not bought in, committed completely to the Bucks initially. 
man, they staggered, they fought, they stumbled, they made the playoffs, but they shouldn't have. So don't be fooled by making the playoffs. Not a successful season. The same team I'm talking about that won the Super Bowl just a couple couple years ago. And so I'm, I'm, I got a slow burn. I'm a little upset about using Byron Leftwich as a scapegoat when you don't even know where Tom Brady's heart is or mine. Will he return? And there's talk. He's going to Vegas, potentially going to the Titans, maybe even Miami. I don't know where he's going, but we don't we don't know. We know right now he easily can retire and you lost your OC over that. Can you get your OC back? I don't know all the machinations and how that's going to play out or work out. But I'm going to tell you, you shouldn't have done it. It doesn't look good. And who else wants to take that job now? I don't know. Byron Leftwich, you still got that guy. You still have talent. You're still that guy. And so I wish you luck in your future coaching career, wherever that may be. There's a few other coaching vacancies that are out there. Uh, uh, and we're going to look and see what happens to those positions. But I'll tell you one coaching uh, job that should come open, and that's at the Chargers. Yeah, I said it. You're already assured a playoff spot. And in the last game of the season, that really don't, it's not going to change your positioning whether you win or lose. You want to play your star receiver, Mike Williams, which you're going to need in the playoffs. You're going to play Joy. Uh, uh, Joey Bosa, and he's not healthy, and you don't play them in the preseason, that don't match up. That don't marry up. Talk to me. Make sense of this for me. You really needed them for the playoffs, and you should have sacked them that last game. So I can't even think the coach's name to save my life right now, but I think you need to be on the blocks as well. I would have a pink slip for you because you don't have the, the, the team's best interest, in my opinion. You don't have the player's best interest in mind when you're playing them in a meaningless game. And then you get scrubbed by Jacksonville in the first round of the playoffs. So, um, yeah, you guys, we uh, again, it's just me. I'm just talking. It's just a slow burn. I just had a couple things. I just needed to get off my chest, and, and, and that was it. So that's my NFL take. We're going to slowly burn and get off into the NBA. Well, the NBA is my man. That's that's my that's my number two. That's my side, uh, and I am really excited for my Lakers. If you heard the show, been watching the show, I didn't predict that they would even be very competitive. Maybe earn a, a 11, 12 seed based on the sample size that we had last year. We talked about it. You got the same personnel, and what do you expect, Anthony Davis? You expect that he's going to get hurt. Uh, and he's hurt right now. But what is the difference? Well, the difference could be many things. And I just want to talk about a couple of things that are different. New coach, Darvin Ham, and he's leaving his imprint on the Lakers. Russell Westbrook, he got Russell Westbrook to buy into the six-man role, and he's flourishing. He's a six-man candidate for this year. Scoring, uh, assists, energy off the bench. And he's playing pretty good ball. I wish he would cut down on his turnovers because he just has so much energy and he's he's predictable. But I love what he's doing. LeBron James, over the years, I was not your guy. 
and you were not mine. That's okay. You come to the Lakers and I, I love that you came and you're representing well, well enough. I don't like your GM role. I love the player role. As a person, I think you're an outstanding, what you're doing in the community of Akron and other business adventures and what you've done for yourself and how you kept yourself out of the headlines for salacious crap. You are a role model. I'm not talking about those things. I'm just talking about, I'm a Kobe guy. I'm a, I'm a two, four and eight from the Lakers. And it's hard for me to go with you like that. But I love how you're presenting yourself on the court now. Are you chasing the uh, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar? Yes, but it's not just that you're chasing, it's your leadership for the team. You're really showing them, I'm gonna play on my back-to-backs. Um, in my 20th year, and I'm gonna shoot, I'm gonna score, I'm gonna get in the paint, I'm gonna play guard, I'm gonna play forward, I'm gonna play center. And you're giving me a great effort at this age and you're still athletic and you're still exciting to watch. So that's what I'm talking about as a Laker. I'm bought into you, LeBron. Rob Palenka, uh, I see what you're trying to do. Um, I'm not mad at it, but you're still going to be, um, you're going to still be tested because AD is hurt. Um, and so Ham has his got got his work cut out for him. LeBron got his work cut out for him because we got to make up for the absence of AD. So when you look in the middle, oh man, I, 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 I love what's going on. The team is just a competitive team. We've lost some close games. We lost in just about every overtime game that matter. But the most recent game, Trailblazers, you're down by 20, 20 plus points. Halftime, you come back in the third quarter and you start walking the Trailblazers down. You could have easily just said, quit. Uh, let's get ready for the next game, but you didn't. And you came back and won that game. So uh, I'm excited. What does it mean? Does it mean you guys are going to make the playoffs? No, it doesn't mean that. But I'm excited as a fan to think that you will because AD is on the verge of coming back. Lonnie Walker eventually will get healthy. We just got a big acquisition of Rui uh, and, and I, Archimora, if I can't, I'm sorry for cutting up your last name, but Rui from the Washington Wizards will be coming over. Uh, could start at the four, could play the five, will help us with small ball, can knock down the three. Big, solid, heavy guy and strong. So uh, I, I, I love what you're doing, Rob. I love what you're doing, Ham. My criticism of Ham, uh, in-game adjustments, rotations in the in-game, as well as uh, in-game awareness. So you got to clean that up and it will help quite a bit. But I love the product that's out there. Best team in the league still is Boston. Uh, they took a hit. They had a nosedive, but they're relatively healthy. Uh, but they overcame a coaching change. And the coach that's in position, everybody's respecting him. He hasn't had to change too much. When you go to the finals and you lose, I think that's incentive enough. You would think that's incentive enough for everybody. Everybody should want to get to the championship. It's championship or bust. Well, I believe that is the motto for the Celtics, and they're playing hungry. They're playing like they lost last year against Golden State, and they're playing very well. The Nets, uh, they were rolling. Uh, they were in the top four seeding before Kevin Durant went down. Uh, 
And since he's gone down, they, they lost several games in a row, about six games in a row. They won the last two, most recently against Golden State. Kyrie Irving has been in and out of the lineup in Kevin Durant's absence. But the la these last two games, he's balling. He's balled out. Uh, the Nets will make some noise when it's all said and done. And everything's based on health. Based on health. Well, by the end of 82-game season, somebody's going to be dinged up. You're not going to be healthy. And then it's going to be, what can you do? What can you overcome? How deep is your bench? How many minutes those people are getting that were not starters? And how are they going to play once the starters return? Are they confident? Do they know what to do? Will they be able to get their shots and or their spots as the rotation changes? And that's where the rubber meets the road. That's where the coaches are getting paid is being able to figure out your personnel, when and how to employ your personnel. So uh, Jock Vaughn up there at the Nets, I think you've done a fantastic job. Uh, and that's that's my comment on the Nets. Golden State, ah, Curry's been hurt. Do they have a chance to repeat? Well, they're right now in the play-in spot, like at number 10. Um, and they're not doing well on the road. But I don't know which Golden State we're going to get on a night-to-night -night basis. So I believe their presentation is fool's goal because they know how to play. Everybody's healthy, and yet they're trying to ingrain their young personnel with the old personnel and try to make it smooth and seamless. Well, that's difficult. They got an outstanding organization, outstanding coach. And then you got Curry, you got Thompson, and you got Green, you got Iguodala there. Uh, so they have the nucleus. They have all what it takes. But as they're getting older and the miles start piling up, man, you got the Denvers who are hungry. You got the Memphis Grizzlies who are hungry. And so nobody's going to just be scared of you, Golden State. Matter of fact, the West is a mess. It's like anybody's. To, to win. Uh, so I'm excited about the NBA. Side note on the NBA, during the Lakers game against Memphis, man, it was a, a sideshow. You would think Ringling Brothers and Barnum and Bailey were out. What am I talking about? Shannon Sharp is on the sideline, and he's a fan, right? He's a fan. He's talking noise. He's talking head. And he was named, uh, aiming his uh, his verbal attack to Dylan Brooks. Dylan Brooks uh, came right back at him, and then it got a little more heated. So grown men look like kids now on the playground. You push me, I'll put push me again. I'll push you and push me again. Well, that's what happened verbally. However, the scene got a little scary when the the the, the Memphis Grizzlies team went come over to support backup Dylan Brooks. And so you got Grizzly Adams coming over and he's a big guy and it takes a few people to just kind of push him back. But you know what? Shannon Sharp is not a little guy and he wasn't backing down from no one. <laughs> it was funny, but a couple of days later now in reflection, it wasn't cool. Shannon Sharp, you're a TV personality, Hall of Fame uh, tight end for, for what you did in the NFL. Um, and you got this platform, you're, you're a media guy and you shouldn't have you, but you did. 
And what I love, Shannon, a couple of days later, here it is now, Monday, that happened. What was it, Friday? And you use your platform to apologize. And you know what? I, I, I salute you for that, Shannon. I salute you for apologizing, one, to Dylan Brooks and to all that you even apologize to LeBron James and to all who witnessed this fiasco. Because you, you said it yourself, you were not the adult. When the temperature should have been brought down, you raised it up. You were culpable in the transaction. And so I applaud you for being accountable and responsible for your actions. And maybe it could have been um, de-escalated a lot sooner. It didn't have to be as bad as it was. But then stuff happens. Nobody knows if you were liquored up, <laughs> had your drink on, you're watching the game. And you and LeBron are like peas in a pod. Y'all are boys, right? So anybody attacks LeBron, you got his back. I get it. I get it. However, I'm just thankful it didn't get worse. You're still in the stands, Shannon. You're still a fan. And there are, let's call them civilians, still around. And then when the Grizzly players start coming over, it becomes a mosh pit. So it could have been even worse. Thank goodness it wasn't. But I'm going to tell you, you should have been kicked out. And John Moran's father should have been kicked out. And if it were anybody else, they would have been kicked out. But cooler heads prevailed. And that's not the scenario. That's not what happened. Oh, oh, by the way, Lakers won that game too against Grizzlies. So it was all good in the end. Um, I'm going to come right back to you with my last take. My last take is this. Um, some of us are, 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 are suffering today, suffering from a loss of a loved one. And it may be hard, it may be difficult. For me today, if I can use this platform to be a, a distraction so that just for a few minutes, 15 to 20 minutes, maybe 30 minutes of your day to take you away, that you took the time to listen to little old me, I say thank you. The holidays, even though we celebrate Christmas and a new year, it should be a happy and joyous time. It wasn't happy and joyous for everybody. If you can hear me right now, you made it through. The good Lord saw you through to a new day and a new year. Some things that we brought over from 2022 are, are still coming with us to 2023. It, it's, it's not fair, but it is what it is. If you have a God somewhere, if you have a belief in somebody greater than yourself, that being a God or a spiritual being, it's time to pray. And I'm praying for your healing right now today. It's hard, it's not easy, but together with your loved ones, with your family, you can make it through also, day by day, it becomes a little bit easier, but don't just rely on yourself. You need your family, you need your friends, you need to talk to somebody. And in my humble opinion, you need to pray. I'm praying for you today. Please pray for the Hoover family and the Herbin family. That's taken to the house and I'm out.